0: you experienced something that is holding on to this very day, to this present, that is holding you back, and you just need to let it go, Uh, not even let it go, but to just acknowledge it. And by doing that, sometimes those hooks release and let you sail forward.
1: Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. Welcome back to another Where Who You Are Wednesday, which happens to be Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to you. And I'm so excited for the interview that we have, which is going to be all about the most important part of love on Valentine's Day. And that is loving yourself, acknowledging, embracing, wearing what that love is and all the different dimensions that it could look like. Before I get to that, um, just a it's February. Uh, It is the start of Fashion Weeks. And next week I'm gonna have on a great guest, Sadia Seymour, who gives us is a fashion stylist and will give us a backstage look at New York Fashion Week, what she saw, you know, how Fashion Week can be helpful to the rest of us who maybe aren't in that world or working at a, a big name house. So in preparation for that episode, if you have any specific questions about trends or how Fashion Week works um, or any of that, if you want to submit those, you can head to my Instagram. And send them there to my DMs. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my next guest, who also happens to be an amazing client of mine, Mistral Itavaria. She's a somatic energy worker and embodiment and magnetism coach. A little bit about Mistral, she offers a sacred healing space for soulful, soulful perfectionists to harness their intuition and overcome indecision by balancing science and pragmatism with spirituality. She likes to call it practical woo, which I love, science-backed woo. Um, she's a godmother, earth mother, dog mother, and Libra on a mission to ensure everyone knows they deserve joy, respect, and pleasure from the start without ever having to prove themselves to anyone. Mistral's experience and knowledge is informed by her training not only as a birth worker, doula, and hypnotist, but also by her training as an EMT, physical therapist, Reiki practitioner, shamanic healer, crystal healer and expert massage therapist with specialties in neuromuscular therapy, prenatal, postpartum, and TMJ massage. I mean, she's a little bit accomplished. And let's add to that being a master NLP and timeline therapy practitioner. So in case you couldn't tell, Mistral is curious, dedicated, and a lifelong learner. She's also a passionate advocate for women's health, safety, sovereignty, and joy because she knows what it means to experience trauma, anxiety, and deeply overwhelming depression. It was then, in the darkest moment, that she found the missing link. She was taking care of her mind and her body, but she deserted her soul, her spirit, and stopped trusting herself somewhere along the way. No wonder Mistral constantly felt literally drained of energy. Her life force, her identity, her purpose had been leaking out at an alarming rate for years. The minute she stopped trying to Quote unquote, fix her body and quote unquote, fix her mind. The minute she started listening to her body and trusting her own thoughts and intuition over other people's opinions, that was the moment she was able to reignite her own life with magical whimsy, ecstatic pleasure, and inspired growth that she never used to think she'd be good enough to create. I absolutely love that bio. I absolutely love me, Strawl, and I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to have here. I've been thinking about this. We've been talking about this forever. And I'm so glad it's finally happening. I'm, it's just been, so Mistral called me, it's probably been, it was a couple years ago, I think. Um, and I I will always well, remember the, years. right. I, rem- I remember like where I was when we talked and it was a longer conversation than usual because we were just like diving into the yumminess of what you were looking for and how I could support you through the lens of style. Um, So I just want to start there on that journey of this discovery that you've had and why you even wanted to work on the outside because you've done a lot of work on the inside.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that was part of my process, right? I spent all this time Deep diving. I tend to, you know, have an experience. I'm trying to find solutions. Then, when I figure out a solution that has worked for me, I go and try to like combine it with all the other solutions to try to see how I can make it work for other people so they don't have to necessarily do all that research themselves. Um, But, like you said, I had done a lot of the inner work. And then, part of that next step of me. Uh, Taking the next level in my business was actually letting people know I existed. Um, and so that required some level of visibility, which was a different thing that I was not really always pr- prepared for. I was ready to hide in my books and study and learn and, you know, do the inner work all the time. So as I was nervous to start stepping out, start trying to have an online presence and trying to build a website and do a photo shoot, I was definitely stressing out. I had had some health issues along with the depression along the way, and I put on a lot of weight, and I had been kind of just doing at home working all the time, and then this idea of having to look good on camera and to feel like I was talking to people so they could listen to me and believe me was unnerving, and that's when I called you because I was just like, help, help. <laughs>
1: Yes, you were like help and I got into your closet and I remember our first session was, you know, doing the closet cleanse like we do and we realized you had so many fabulous things already and it was a matter of, you know, I remember your assessment and like we've talked about this, you you are naturally soft and caring and nurturing and we also wanted to pull out that magnetic side of you. Like the outfit that you're wearing now was bringing in like the softness and the nurturing, but also not being afraid to show your beautiful curves and your energy and that boldness that you have.
0: Yes. I remember that. I remember you going through my closet and I was like, just a lot, like surrendering myself to the fact she's probably going to come in and get rid of half my clothes and then tell me we have to go shopping. And, um, and I was so pleasantly surprised when you were like, you've got some really amazing stuff here and we can totally make it work. And you just like Showed me a few different things that honestly are life changing, just makes things so easy. But, um, and then on top of that, we, you then you were like, let's go find some other things that can complement these amazing pieces you already have. Um, like when I have this beautiful belt that I have that used to be my mom's, it's this big. Statement piece belt, and you went and found other belts so that I could mix and match and not always wear the same one. You found this one, which has become my first date outfit. That's why I wanted to wear it today because I know this is going to air on Valentine's Day, and it just felt so, you know, happy and appropriate. Uh, and it's kind of like our first date on the podcast. So
1: <laughs> I love that I wore my pink for you today. So I love it, love it. <laughs> Um, and then there was also the thing that I
0: loved about what you brought to the table is that I didn't feel like you were trying to, you weren't trying to professionalize me. You weren't trying to be like, all right, you want to do a photo shoot and you want to get, you know, your business known, let's stick you in some sort of a quote unquote professional attire that was like, not me. And I felt really, one might not think of it, but it actually is so intrinsically about our style is this like form of expression of ourselves is to feel seen and heard when you're feeling a little lost in the clothing style department, if your body's not quite the way you used to feel it and you don't know how to style it now versus then. And to just have someone acknowledge that and then be like, hey, that's fine. We've got solutions here that are going to be amazing. That just felt really good.
1: It was so fun, and we've worked together a few times since, and it's been so fun to see the evolution and the fact that we aren't stagnant people. And that um, you know, from the first time we worked together, we got beautiful things, and then we recently worked together on even more visibility in a branding shoot, and we had even more aha moments and discovery through work that you had done not just with me, but through other coaches and your, you know, understanding of how you want to show up in socially, professionally, in all of those realms that it's just me straw. It's not, I'm this, you know, to that point of I'm not this professionally and I'm not this, you know, on dates and I'm not this in other realms. It's like, how do we play with the ands and bring them high and low? And so I want to bring that to like, you're doing work on people's bodies all the time. First, tell us, tell us for those that don't know what is a somatic energy worker and what is an embodiment and magnetism coach?
0: Yes. So yes, finding words to explain what I do has always been a bit tricky. Um, So somatic energy healer in that I have spent the last 17 years being a massage therapist and I love working one-on-one with people, helping them feel better in their bodies. And that's where I started. And then I went to grad school for physical therapy. And then I've studied all these different ways of Uh, working with pain and easing like stress and tension, not just, but it's always been about like the whole person. So it's not just tissue and, you know, physical, it's always a release. There's, I've had massages where you just hit a spot. It wasn't even a most painful spot. And someone just starts crying. Sometimes they're like, what's happening. I'm like, there's emotions in your muscles. There's emotions in your body. That's how we hold it. And so For me, uh, the evolution of my uh, practice has been adding in energy work and mindset work. And that's where, like, all the shamanic healing and energy healing, and then throwing in the NLP and hypnosis, I love because it, we are multidimensional beings, you know? And so we are not just one thing. I am a woman who is single in New York City, and I am also someone who is such a nerd about the things I study. I go way down the rabbit hole and sometimes forget to eat or or sleep because I'm so into what I'm studying. And I'm also who loves to sit and watch the TV on the couch, and I love to go dancing, you know? And so there's all these sides to you. And so that was one thing that I loved that came out with our conversations Over, I don't even know how many times we've talked at this point. And, um, that side of me that I used to think I needed to fit into that mask I was wearing was a part of me. This, I am sweet and nice and I'm a typical Libra and I see all sides and I can understand. I can read people really well. And so they feel really good around me. And I, I'm good at making people feel seen and that's great. I want people to feel that way. And also, I'm a little spicy and I am I do have an intensity and I have a strong opinion, even if I don't always share it. And like, there was a part of me that I think I was afraid to give off that intensity for fear of, I don't know, scaring people or whatever, or not being proper. And the more and more that I've allowed all these different sides of me to come out, because it's not that I'm not a nice, nurturing person. I am that also. But to not feel like if I'm, to not feel like I'm wearing two masks, but just wearing like a full 360 personality instead, is it makes life so much easier. And that's part of like what I was saying in that idea of helping people make like decisions better, even though it seems so kind of random. But I do believe that the more aligned you are, the less masks you're juggling, uh, the more it's easier to figure out what steps are aligned and feel good and move you in the direction you want to go and which choices are going to actually move you away from where you're trying to go and which choices are going to require you to put on more masks and more things to juggle, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I resonate with that. So I resonate with that so deeply. And I I would imagine that a lot of our Um, particularly female identifying listeners will resonate with that very deeply as well, because I know growing up, it was like, well, you need to be this either like kind of motherly or nurturing person. Or even when I moved to New York, it was very much like, oh, you're Midwest. You are this. You're nice. That's what. And then I almost sometimes played into that. And then, you know, talking about dating Valentine's Day, I remember a lot of times I would have Guys, be so into the idea of Natalie as this like sweet corn fed Midwesterner. And then the minute I got a little spicy, because I've got a lot of spice too in there, it was like, oh no, you you changed, you're different. And and a lot of that was because I wasn't leading with those sides of me. And what experiences have you had with that coming in as one thing, and then how people have identified with that?
0: I've I've definitely found that um, in in dating, in in friendships, and even in clients, you know, when you are when I'm leading only with that nurturing side, with the helper side, I I I find that I attract men who are are wanting only that they are, and then it's and also it's two sided, right? That's fine. That's what you're looking for in life. Good for you. I am not only that. So I have found, I found myself always, you know, having always been such a people pleaser in my life that I would try so hard to maintain only that and hide the rest of me that eventually, because we're all humans, when I would have a bad day and just be me and they would be, you know. Shocked, and they would be like, Hey, who are you? And this is not what I signed up for, which technically is not what they signed up for. I was not being honest about who I was, and they thought they were dating someone else. On the other hand, you know, it would be nice if you were dating someone who realized that no one's perfect and doesn't stick you up on a pedestal but, so that you can have a bad day every now and then. Um, and I also found, you know, same with clients, you know, I have love working with all of my clients but sometimes there are people who are wanting to stay so I even have friends who when I talk about the work that I do it is deep inner work and I have friends who are excited they say it sounds amazing they're they're like that sounds wonderful also I don't want to do it I don't want to go deep I don't want to look inside I don't want to know and that's fine so that's also not who I want to work with, you know? I I can work with them on different levels. I have different, you know, varies of services that I offer and some are less intense than others. But I do know that in general, the people who I love working with the most are people who are looking, wanting to understand themselves deeply so that they can kind of step into the next version of themselves, go into the next goal, into the next chapter of their lives in the way that they want to go. And know that to do that, you kind of have to know yourself well uh, so that you can know what to let go of and what to pull in more of. But if you're just kind of looking at yourself at a surface level, it's hard to know what needs expressing more of to move forward.
1: I find that, as with all things and all the conversations when Mistral and I would be in sessions, it was a lot of it talking to about openness and what I loved about working with you. And then what I've loved um, consequently about learning more about what you do is that openness um, as a client, you were incredibly open in two ways. One, receiving how I saw you and then having a partnership in which you gave feedback and expressing the evolution of an epiphany. Like you leaned on me to Mm -hmm. have an expertise in a realm, but I leaned on you to know yourself. And so together we could make a synergy that was better than either of us could have done alone. And I feel as I hear you describe your work, that's also what you do is you create space for people to come in and you have an expertise, but you also know that they know themselves the most. And so you need someone open who is willing to share their feelings and journey and evolution.
0: Absolutely. And I do think we had talked about this earlier about being an expert, being the person who is guiding you as um, not the authority on you. You are going to be the authority on you, the the client, for example, right? But sometimes we don't know how we want to express our authenticity or how we want to present our authenticity and so that also still feels good and so we lean on experts to help kind of mirror back to us and listen and observe patterns that maybe we're missing because we're so deep inside our head to uh to collaborate so I really love that collaborative even massage people think how can you collaborate on massage I love collaborating on massage because it is, I I am intuitive and I can read a body pretty well and I can tell when you're just about to tense up or whatever, but I do even better because I'm not psychic that if you tell me something hurts or doesn't feel good, I can do something about it if I didn't catch it, right? And so then I can make the you know session even better. I'm doing less and less massage now because I am moving my practice more and more online, but- even then i still love working with people in their bodies and asking them all right let's have that conversation because that's what you should be having the conversation that i have with people and i think what you have with people is almost modeling the kind of conversations that they need to be having for themselves again it's collaborative and so when your body is i don't know hurting or exhausted or you're having an emotion and we get like annoyed at our you know inability to push through um, well, we're not collaborating with our body. Our body is literally telling us, and it's probably been whispering it for years, and it's gotten to the point where it's starting to yell at you because you're not collaborating with it. And so <laughs> that's the somatic part of my work, is learning to listen to your body and trust it and collaborate with it so that you can move forward with you know more freedom in your body, in, in your choices in as you move through life. And what you were saying also about the um, that expertise aspect is that was part of that clientele is that I didn't want people coming in and expecting me to wave a magic wand and fix them. Now, I do feel really proud of the experience I think I provide people. I think it does feel magical. I feel it does. They do feel amazingly held. I work really hard to create a sacred healing space that allows you to feel open And I think you do the really good job of this too, to feel open enough so that you can share and be vulnerable and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling to authentically represent. And then, again, it's that give and take. Then the person can come in and be open and vulnerable and share so that we can collaborate together. So we both have to do our part. One person has to be able to come in and be open. If you just sit there and stare at me, fix me, there's not a lot I can do. If you come in... And you're like, oh, I feel good here. Okay, let me tell you about myself. Then we can do a lot.
1: And I love that. And I think that's something um, people have to bring is that willingness to say, I'm going to let go. I mean, I called you for a reason. And sometimes I find clients aren't quite ready in their journey for me too. And I always want them to come. Sometimes I will say, you know what, I don't think you're quite ready, or let's just do step one and let it sit, so that way you're ready to dive deeper because the best the best results always come from somebody coming in like ripe and ready and knowing and loving themselves. And so that, that brings me to, you know, again, it's Valentine's day. So we're talking a lot about love and the idea of self-love. And we've talked about how, you know, this, this notion of self-care and self-love has been a, a buzzwords that we're hearing. And I, you know, and you have been on that journey as well. And that's why you're here helping other people through it. What, What's some just beginning advice and some philosophies that you have on the idea of true, true, like core self-love? I think something that
0: is often missed or in the realm of the buzzword of self-love is the importance of acknowledgement and awareness. So, Oftentimes we think, oh, I need to go stand in the mirror naked and love myself and love every part of me. And a lot of times that is not so easy to do. We all have things that we feel a little uncomfortable about or insecure or even our personality or frustrating habits that we can't get over or things like that. And to just lie to ourselves that yes, I'm awesome 100% of the time. I mean, some people probably do feel that way. I find it's hard to do and feel that authentically and not just say it in a way to uh, convince yourself of it. I think there is something into mantras and to repeating words over and over again that is a powerful effect, a convincing effect. However, I also think there is something powerful about not just Bypassing those feelings. I think it's really important to acknowledge and honor those feelings and to say to yourself, yeah, that doesn't feel good. And I don't like that. And I wish I didn't feel that way. And I'm, you know, kind of telling yourself, I'm sorry you feel that way. And sometimes just acknowledging it can like let go of that like intensity that is behind that feeling because we're trying to. Prove ourselves that it doesn't bother us so often sometimes. And I think that's what true love is. I think true love is accepting all parts of yourself, not because you think you are the epitome or perf- of perfection, but because that whole idea of you are perfection because you are you is in the acceptance of also your feelings are real, you know, and and just honoring that. So like when I work, With some people, I do this kind of regression work, and I call it, sometimes people are feeling uh, weighed down. They're anchors from the past that are weighing them down in the present kind of a thing. And sometimes you just need to go back and look at that past part of you and then just acknowledge what they were experiencing. Even if you don't know it wasn't logical or wasn't the right thing to do, you experienced something that is holding on to this very day, to this present, that is holding you back. And you just need to let it go, uh, not even let it go, but to just acknowledge it. And by doing that, sometimes those hooks release and
1: let you sail forward, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. It's like, you know, so many times it's a like to boil it down to something really simple when you have some secret that you've been holding on to. and when you build it up in your head and it weighs and it gets huge and you feel like it's the biggest thing ever and oftentimes the minute that you put it out in the universe and say it it's like 10 bricks are lifted from you and it's like this like name it and claim it like yeah I am I'm spicy and sometimes that spiciness means that I you know respond a certain way or some, you know just saying it it's like this acknowledgement of it's it's who i am and i accept it and maybe i'm going to work towards some of it but also we're humans like we aren't supposed to, we're not ever going to be perfect and if we are we're probably bending into a pretzel to please a bunch of other people so it's all these other people's idea of perfection not exactly like what is true to you
0: well and i think that's the most important thing too is part of self-love is surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good. And the only way to do that is to let people know who you really are. So if you are acknowledging, even though it's uncomfortable sometimes to show those real parts of yourself, especially if it's a vulnerable part of yourself, if you let people know that, then you're going to not hang around the people that are expecting you to be perfect all the time and that you need to hold up this level of perfection. You're going to be around the people who you will repel are the perfect, are the people who are going to expect you to be perfectious because they're like, oh, she's not perfect. I don't want to hang out with her. You're like, great. I don't want to hang out with you either. The people who you're going to attract are the other people who are like, yeah, let's be ourselves. That's awesome. And that's part of self-love too is doing the things to set yourself up for success which includes your environment which includes the people you are in rooms with the it includes you know when you are having conversations about your big dreams are you with people that are going to play devil's advocate but are also going to be like, yeah, how can we make that work versus that'll never work right And so that's part of that self-love where you're around other people, who help model the kind of conversations you should be having with yourself as well.
1: That speaks to my soul so deeply. Just as you're saying that I'm feeling multiple things. I'm feeling one is thinking about losses that I've had in my life, um, like friend friendship breakups or other kind of mourning those losses, but then honoring those of the people that the more I did self-work, self-love journeying, some of them did not like it and fell off and didn't like this expansive version of me. And that opened up space to have people professionally, romantically, friendship that see all of the beautiful sides and help me feel like I'm good enough as I am and I can be messy along the way and that's okay. And these are the people that are going to hold me up while I'm messy and say like we love your messiness and we acknowledge it and support it and are here to lift you out of that sand pit if 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 i the quicksand if i need to and it's just like i've just felt felt that so deeply and so thank you for articulating that in such a beautiful way that i um that's so palpable and special
0: thank you i'm glad that resonated cuz it's that's been my biggest lesson you know and it's one of these lessons that i feel like Sometimes you get annoyed with yourself because you're like, I've learned that lesson. I'm good. Thanks. I'm on to the next big lesson. I'm ready to up-level. And then the up-level is actually the same lesson, just... In a different way especially in the areas where you thought you had it covered
1: like, you're
0: like oh, okay it's, Re-learning like, yes. lessons.
1: Re-learning lessons. it's like that was 101 you thought that was it now we're gonna go to like grad school phd like, exactly. <laughs> mastery like okay cute cute, cute, like, cute. you thought you got that. it no um, I want to I want to pivot a little and moving yeah. to this um, idea of love, and I want to share the last time we were we were working together something that you um, a knowledge and practice you shared with me was this idea, um, and we're going to go back to your name embodied magnetism, which was something that connected us. Um, I have a magnetic style personality in our assessment, and then we started talking about the idea of sexuality and the idea of you know, again, we have so much coming at us of what we've been told is sexual um, and sexuality. And we then did a little bit of a deep dive. And in preparation, even for this conversation, you shared more about this idea of these different like goddesses that represent sexuality and how it relates to like sexy. So I want us to walk through that because I think it's really cool, um, of these goddesses and then equate them, you know, I'll jump into what they equate to in a style personality and kind of how those could be manifest. So backing up, let's just talk about the idea of like sexuality and owning your body and what, what you've seen.
0: Right. Well, and I've had a journey in that realm as well, you know, and it's like, and it's really about, that's my, that's like my biggest thing that if I could just spread root, like shout from the rooftops is everyone deserves joy, respect, and pleasure, like from the start. And you shouldn't have to prove yourself that you deserve that. And part of that, and that a lot of that comes out of like the realm of sexuality is a place where that becomes so, especially as women It's hard to own that and stick to it sometimes. And so when you're on dates or you're, you know, especially when you're young and you're like, you know, starting to, you know, boys and this and that, it's so easy to fall into the realm of, um, oh, I'm just going to put up with this because I like him so much and, um, and I'm fine. I can, I'm just gonna, you know, again, it's that perfectionist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the perfect person for you, kind of a thing. And it uh what I need doesn't matter, kind of a thing. And like, no, it and I think again, it's that conversation with yourself. When these are barometers that people get so afraid of emotions, and and that is heightened so much when uh, sexuality comes into the picture and needing to like put on a good face, sort of a thing. And if you use these as barometers of, I am not feeling good about this right now, I don't feel respected or I'm not having joy right now. I'm not having pleasure, you know, okay, then let's shift modes. You know, (laughs) Uh, can we ask for something that we need more of? Can we, and, and this is just in the realm of, of flirtation and eye contact and, touch. And then, you know, obviously can go deeper and deeper. But I think that what makes you feel sexy is what makes you feel respected, joyful, and pleasurable. And so if you can listen to that, is that the texture of the clothes on your body, as you and I were talking about before? Is it the shape of the clothes on your body? Is it what you're going to talk about? Is it, uh, the space between you and the person? Is it, um, the gifts that you're going to exchange? Is it, you know, the conversations you're going to have? And so that's sexuality. I think there are, so with the goddesses, there were all these different archetypes. I was working with, uh, this tea line around goddesses and one of the, and these teas were designed to help you embody those goddesses. One was Sita is like a very motherly, nurturing kind of goddess. And there was a love and sort of sexual component to that, in that there was kind of like that idea of making love, of this, like, of this sweetheart, this um, safety kind of love. And then there was like Kali, who was you know, she's the goddess of like sex, war and death. You know, she's, she's that intensity we were talking about. She's, she's a little more intense. She covers all the chakras. There's that Kundalini energy that comes from the root of you all the way up to your crown chakra and is like this like energetic, spiritual, like sexual energy. And then
1: you have. um, wait. So I want to back up then. So the first one Cal, um, wait, Sita was the motherly love, right. the devotion, loyalty, nurturing. So that would be, and it's funny, the soft style personality, which is the flowing fabrics, the things that are just like a warm, like hug, basically, like what clothes are just like a warm hug. And that's, that's a form of being like a sexual, like a sexuality and a nurturing way. And then Kali is that fierce, powerful. I would equate that to the magnetic style personality. That's like, I'm coming in with a vengeance, yeah. right? I'm a vixen.
0: I'm hot. I'm spicy. I got this. And, and right. And that's the other thing about this multidimensional factor, right? We're not just one or the other. It's fun to like, with, that's was the point of the tease was to focus in on an aspect and embody that aspect of yourself. But just like you can drink multiple teas, you can have multiple aspects of yourself. So and different people have different Well and what
1: you're wearing world. right now, when we'll we'll even maybe I can get permission to post a, a photo um, and there'll yeah, be yeah. a video. But uh <laughs> me straw's wearing this floral top that we found together, but it's got this sweetheart's neckline and it's form fitting and a little cropped. So you're even within that outfit embodying the two style personalities. Um, and then we add a little creative with your necklace, but you've got the magnetic soft and you're embodying the two goddesses. Exactly. Very much through that expression.
0: Um, so then the last one is Lalita, and, um, she's like a goddess of erotic spirituality and she, um, is another kind of very spiritual kind of um, sensual. She's very sensual. It's a very, the tea that I made is a bit of an aphrodisiac and it, uh, very creative and alluring sort of a thing. And so this is maybe a little bit of that combination of that soft and that spice is, is that combination almost. And it's, it is a little softer. It's like this sensual, uh, goddessy type person. So, um, what style does that fit for you?
1: Well, that one was interesting because then I'm looking through, like Mistral sent these to me and I got like super excited about it. And one of the things was like luxurious, the sensual, the touch. And that would be even, which people may be surprised about, the polished style personality Mm -hmm. because so much of it is about fine things and luxuriousness and the finer things in life and like really acknowledging like a tactile feeling. And so it feels like that would be a little mix of like the polished and magnetic maybe a little creative but i think there was one more too that was like Uber. Yes, there was
0: there one was more chin-
1: that yeah. was
0: intense and so when i was making these teas i made kali and she was all powerful and intense and then i got to chinamasta and she uh literally in the description that i had for her was even more intense than kali and i was like oh my goodness um, and she is this kind of like primal like uh like almost this like warrior Goddess who is the like primal self sacrificing nurturer. She, her story involves her literally cutting off her own head so that she can feed her young from her own source of life. And the sexuality component that comes with that feels a lot more like earthy, primal, intense, like base. And we all have that in us too. We are all human animals to a certain extent. And so it's okay. We often try to feel polished and refined and um, try to ignore our our baser senses. And sometimes that's part of who you are and okay to express as well.
1: Chinamasta, when I was reading the description, made me feel like that boiling down of creative, like that ultimate creative style personality where it's like, I'm coming out, whatever I feel I'm going to follow whatever, like I'm avant-garde. I don't care if this seems weird. I don't care if this is going to, you know, get looks. I am going to ultimately like express myself in however, like whatever the moment dictates, which is so much like the creative style personality. That's like, I feel like this today, I'm going to do it with reckless abandon and, you know, just be free.
0: I love that. And I think that does tie in so perfectly with Chinamasta in that, that like feeding those around you with like your life force, that is such the the point of being having a creative style, like you described it is, hey, this is me, enjoy kind of a thing.
1: Exactly. And like it may be different to you, but like this is what I was feeling. This is what I wanted to experiment with. And maybe it didn't work today, but you know what, that's not going to stop me from trying something different another day, right?
0: Exactly. And I think that's why it's so fun to play with these different um, archetypes because in reality, we're describing all this. And I'm like, there's a little bit of all of them inside of me, you know? And, and when you, again, it's about that awareness and that acknowledgement. I think that sometimes, like for me, I had told you that I ignored that intensity part of me. I tried to smush it down and hide it for so long. And, but that's actually not who I really am. And so acknowledge, acknowledge, Sometimes you don't even realize it. Like people would say intense. Sometimes I would have people tell me I was intense. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? And by stepping into, even if you're like, oh, I am so not Chinamasta or I am so not the creative, by stepping into each of those and seeing how it fits, how it feels on you, um, like a new outfit, is you'll be surprised sometimes when you're like, ah actually, this is kind of cool. And I would never have thought so.
1: (laughs) And maybe I like it in a different setting where it's like what, like you said earlier in the conversation, sometimes we're different weights of them at different times. And so, you know, even talking about you and your style where we weren't going to take your professional style and say, all of a sudden, here is a box of what Mistral's professional style is And it's totally different from her, you know, friend style, dating style. It's you are all of them in every moment. It's just what setting do you feel the most like you It's right. ex- expressing and aligning those totally. pieces of you, but we don't want to ignore them.
0: No, we never want to ignore them and we always want to, you know, and also which one is going to make us feel good, right? Because all of this ultimately is about feeling confident walking about in the world, right? In whatever setting we're in, whether it's a date, whether it's a presentation, whether it's a business meeting or talking to our parents or whatever it is, what we wear, either energetically or physically in terms of clothes, Is going to help us feel confident in that situation. And so, how can we find those little dials on each of these archetypes and parts of ourselves and say, you know what? I'm going to feel, I'm going to go visit my grandmother. I'm going to go maybe turn on the loving, nurturing part of myself a little more than my like sexy vixen side, right? (laughs) Like, that makes sense. That's obvious. But there are other subtleties that. Are important too that we sometimes try to present in one way all the time and then we wonder why we're really confident in one place and not in the other and it's about finding those nuances inside ourselves and communicating with ourselves to understand when those dials need to be uh,
1: adjusted. It's always inside outside holistic work and so to wrap up our beautiful conversation which I could go on all day um, but Like we've said, we're going to have to put a pin in it, hear what everyone likes, see what lights up after this and, you know, carry on conversations. I want to talk then about this idea where we're in self, true self-love. Everything we're talking about is holistic, inside out. I want to hear about um, the beautiful offering that you have that's your sacred healing day and what that experience is.
0: Yes, thank you. I am so excited. It's my pride and joy. It is basically I have four different types of services offerings that I do that kind of come at you know working with the inner self from different capacities and different uh angles. And so what I love about my Sacred Healing Day is that it is you deciding to gift yourself that you are ready to self-offer that self-love by giving yourself a full day of Awareness, self-awareness, self-discovery, self-exploration, to give yourself that time in the sacred healing space that I will hold for you, and go through all four of those sessions back to back. And so the first full day is. The first three sessions, and you know, you come at it from mind, body, soul in different ways. And so you're seeing things from different angles, and you're able to really find that exploration, find those nuances, explore those different archetypes of yourself. And then a week later, we come back together, and I've taken everything that we've talked about, and we do a really powerful hypnotic activation that. Um, basically takes all of your lessons that we explored together, all your aha moments, all your goals, all your dreams, all your intentions for this next big moment you're stepping into, the next chapter in your life, whatever that may be. And I we bring it down into a two-hour hypnosis session. Then you get a two then you get a recording of that session so that you can reintegrate all those lessons and learnings over and over again as much as you want. I have found that doing it from all these different angles really like I don't know, it really hits home and hits that multidimensional aspect of who you are without the time constraint, without uh, me needing to be distracted by juggling other clients. I'm focused solely on you the whole day and you get to focus solely on you. That's the most important part is you are committing a full day. It's like a little retreat for yourself to just be with you and to allow someone to see you and witness you. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Obviously, I could go on forever, but um I am just so happy and ready to share it with the world. So
1: oh, chill bumps. That sounds so amazing. And Mistral has generously offered 15% off of any of her services, including the sacred healing, um, until the if you sign up until the end of February and we're using the code WW. Ya for where, who you are, W-W-Y-A till the end of February. And you can follow me, Strahl, uh, on Instagram at Embodied Magnetism, or you can visit her website at www.embodiedmagnetism.com. We will link all of that to the show notes. I think this was such a beautiful episode to, you know, really talk about love and particularly self-love because I truly do feel the best way to find all types of love, friendship, love, romantic love, whatever love you're searching for is really to honor and acknowledge that relationship with yourself and to accept and love all parts of it. And I thank you, Mistral, for giving us that opportunity to feel that even more deeply in practice.
0: I just want to thank you for having me here and just for always, even from the working together and just on our communications of just always feeling witnessed and held myself when I'm talking to you and feeling loved and so glad we were able to collaborate for this for Valentine's Day. And I'm so excited to see where everything goes.
1: Me too. It is such an amazing synergy. And it like we talked about client relationships, then when it becomes special. And thank you for bringing yourself to it, because I instantly felt like we had a really wonderful connection. And it's so fun to explore all the different, you know, mind, body, soul style all of it, the parts of it. And I thank you again. And I thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And as always, you know, remember who you are. And one way to do that is to love who you are, accept who you are, and explore who you are. So I will see you in two weeks for a fashion-focused Fashion Week episode. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BUStyle. That's the letters B, U, and style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Wear Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. See you next time.